If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. Great Talk offers 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Atari Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Welcome to Bose. That is something that's been very effective in the marketing. Whoever came up with that was a good idea. We are at Moe's in St. Augustine, where they serve breakfast. The only one that does it, breakfast burritos. Yeah, we're in the afternoon, but they actually serve breakfast down here. We've been telling you about it for the last couple of months. And we are down in St. Augustine, live at the Moe's location, US 1 and 312. Good to be out on a beautiful day, a little cooler day in Jacksonville. Brett Martineau here, Austin Lane in the Action Sports Jack Studios. Dana White on the interview list today as UFC comes to Jacksonville. UFC 261, right, Austin? Absolutely. You nailed it. Somebody's doing their homework. And a big card, like a fantastic card. Uh, We will talk a little bit with Dana White, but you're fired up as an MMA fighter, but also as a UFC fan. Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, Dana White did the city of Jacksonville a favor here with this one. All right. Uh, welcome to Moses. A pretty good branding idea. I think whoever did that, got that, should probably get a raise uh, along the way. Um, that's a pretty good one, right? Yeah, for sure. As usual, are they doing it where you walk in and they say, welcome to Moses, like in unison? Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. I mean, but the, and that's kind of the thing, right? I was thinking about that today. I was like, as it was coming down, I was like, that's really been effective. Like, what other kind of slogan brand names have been effective like that uh, over the years? Uh, I, and I'm sure it's more promotionally by commercial uh, or like, you know, Coke. Uh, Coke is it, right? That was that. They have an enjoy, don't they? Coke? Yeah. Yep. Uh, but you kind of know Coke from. They had the whole uh, polar bear thing uh, sure. going on for a bit. I don't know if they even still do. Budweiser, right, has the Clydesdales. Yep. Uh, but less of a slogan, I believe. And, of course, it's a little different. It's not like something you walk into, you know, and you, you're greeted. But uh, kind of an unusual well, way to do it, uh, just a welcome. It's almost like a Walmart greeter, but it's a slogan that, that stands here at most. Well, and, and, you know, obviously I'm not a Budweiser fan myself, but I would think their slogan would be the king of beers, isn't it? Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, obviously uh, being from Wisconsin, I'm more of a Miller man myself. Oh, yeah. all right. Uh, you sound like you got allergies or something? You a little congested today? No, I'm sick. No, I do, I, do I sound messed up, Casey? Well, messed up's a little strong. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I'm talking like I usually do. I think no, maybe you sound like I usually sound to me. That's why. I'm oh, I got my, you. Uh, my headphones instead. Yeah. Hey, we are a week away from the draft. Like this will be a long week, won't it? <laughs> You're not. You know, Brent. It's been a long month and long, a long two months, really. If we're thinking about it here. Uh, I know. You know. Listen. There's many reasons you never want the number one pick. I'm glad they had it this time around. But I'm not sure we need it any time in the near future again because that's twofold. One, that means they're not doing very well yeah. and things are not working out. But uh, the hype machine, 
Holy cow. Good thing the Jags weren't like two or three games ahead in the number one pick category like way back in October. Yeah. <laughs> and it just started in like mid-December instead. But it is a lot of hype uh, that is coming to a conclusion. It's really been fun, though, over it. Uh, it it's so unique to kind of go through this as the number one pick and Trevor Lawrence. And uh, I know there's been some redundancies in the conversation. Certainly there is. It's, it's the biggest story in town. But it's still been kind of cool. Uh, and, and one thing that hasn't changed, Austin, you can really feel it. You can feel the fans. I said it yesterday a little bit. You feel it with uh, Urban Meyer and Trent Baalke and the messaging. And then did you see last night uh, Jaguars.com has another edition of The Hunt coming out. And they're the team meeting, they played a little clip from that. I mean, that gets you going a little bit as a fan, I would think. Yeah, you know, I mean, it gives more behind-the-scenes action and stuff like that, and fans can't get enough of that right now, especially since we are in the off season and it's slowly going to crescendo um, until the draft, and obviously the draft into training camp, training camp into the regular season. So, obviously, any Jaguars content now with Urban Meyer, um, with the future Trevor Lawrence, it's great because it's fresh and it's new and exciting to fans. And just like a new TV show, just like a new movie, everyone's hyped up about it. Yeah, and they should be hyped up about this. I mean, any glimpse we get at Trevor Lawrence right now, I feel like it's like paparazzi on TMZ or something. There was Jordan Palmer, uh, what, on Instagram, put like a throw or two, and everybody's like, hey, there's some video on Jordan Palmer's Instagram. <laughs> sure. For throwing. Yeah. Which, by the way, I think is a very good sign, right? From the uh, surgery. Like that was was that new video? Like I'm assuming that was new video, uh, because it was tweeted out by a lot of the national guys as well. And that's coming off the surgery. Must be doing pretty well. Yeah, he's got to be doing well. You know, it's his non-throwing shoulder. So obviously, I mean, yeah, there is some. There is some use to it when you're throwing a football, but overall, I mean, yeah, he's back on the field throwing footballs. That's what you like to see from your quarterback. Yeah, I still, I can't wait to talk to him about uh, that part of it and what went down because I still think, I understand you can play with a little pain, you can throw a little pain. I'll still always go back to the pro day when he was having surgery a week later, and of course he spent a couple months, I think, in a sling, and I said, I, I can't even tell who's hurt. Like, if you didn't tell me he was having surgery, he didn't look that uncomfortable. And so uh, the backstory on that will be an interesting one uh, if he chooses to share once he gets here in uh, in Jacksonville. But uh, Trevor Lawrence, no doubt, uh, on the way. Other big NFL stories uh, continue to develop. We talked to Devontae Smith. Have an interesting thought or two, and Casey came up with this. Think about this for a little bit. We'll get back to it. But a quick thought, Austin. Uh, Devontae Smith and the size, Casey producer Casey, that is, yeah. uh, said something about Deshaun Jackson and his career and what he did to an offense and his size, and would you sign up for that in the first round if you're a team for a guy like Deshaun Jackson's career? Is that a, is that a decent comp? Um, I mean, I, I get exactly where he's coming from. Deshaun Jackson was the over-the-top guy. I think Urban Meyer would love a guy like Deshaun Jackson. It comes down to the... You know, it comes down to the, the theory of do you do you risk it in, in the first round where you have to trade up or whatever the case may be for Deshaun Jackson. And I think that when you look at his stats, you know, um, probably his best year was his second year. He had nine touchdowns, uh, over 1,100 yards receiving. 
Yeah, I mean, like, to, and I get it's a great comparison. Um, I get what he's saying. I think he's also even a little upgrade from Deshaun Jackson because Deshaun Jackson, to me, was the guy who ran those vertical routes. Um, now, sure, maybe he spent some time in the slot as well. To me, Devontae Smith, though, you can kind of line up all over the field, run some gadgets with and things like that. So I would almost say, at least out of college, he seems like a more dynamic Deshaun Jackson for sure. Yeah, he's a 175-pound guy, by the way, and in his career – 612 receptions, over 10,000 yards, 17.4 yards per uh, catch, 56 touchdowns. That's a pretty nice career now. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty good stuff uh, for Deshaun Jackson. And so would Devontae Smith uh, be worth that? I, I would say that's um, that's pretty healthy. And I'm not talking just for the Jags. I'm talking for any team. You don't have to move up to get him necessarily. But, like, what we were talking with Devontae Smith yesterday because of the size, would you pick him at eight? Would you would you spend a 12th overall pick on Deshaun Jackson? Would you spend a 12th over a uh, 15th overall pick on Deshaun Jackson? Would you get that kind of production? Would it be worth it? Was kind of where Casey was coming from, and I think that puts it in perspective a little bit. You know, something else I was thinking about yesterday after the show is we talk about all these guys, Austin. This this happens every year in the draft where you talk about, you know, this guy's going to be great and. Boy, I, man, if you had five picks in the first ten, I'd take Pede Sewell, and I'd take Jamar Chase, and I'd take Devontae Smith, and I'd take Micah Parsons, and I'd take Kyle Pitts, and I'd take all these guys. Well, we talk them all like, wow, if the Jags got him, if the Jags got him, if the Jags got him, or if your team got this player. Well, the draft tells us, man, that about half of these guys are just okay players, and some of them are busts. So... You have to be a little careful here. And when you talk about Devontae Smith and break some of these guys down, I know everybody's like, well, everybody's going to break every player down. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, all the rest of them. Well, history tells us that the trend is there's going to be some busts in the NFL draft. And so when we put a red flag up potentially about 166-pound Devontae Smith, well, that could lend you to think this guy might not be as great as a lot of people are predicting he might be. And while that sounds asinine right now because everybody's so hopeful leading into the draft about their teams and their and all these good players good looking players coming out of college it's really not because so many of these players end up as just normal players average players or busts so you almost it's a harder science to do austin but as much as we kind of prop guys up and say man that guy's good that guy's good that guy's good it would almost be an interesting conversation of okay who's got the best chance to be a bust yeah, I, for sure. And when we talk about busts, there's a lot of things that go into that, right? It goes into depending on the team that they go to, depending on exactly what they ask from the scheme, depending on, you know, can the coaches cultivate um, their, you know, their greatest potential. There, there's a lot of things that go on when we say the word bust. With Devontae Smith, do I foresee him being a bust? Absolutely not. Like if the Jacksonville Jaguars got Devontae Smith, you wouldn't ask him to be the number one receiver right away, right? It's just like A.J. Brown when he was in Tennessee, and it's just like D.K. Metcalf when he was in Seattle. Like, nobody thought D.K. Metcalf was going to be the top receiver, right? I think people were still on the Tyler Lockett train, and he's still playing at a pretty high level. But D.K. Metcalf eventually, you know, learned the game. He was coached the right way, uh, and he evolved. He used his skill set, used his speed. And now, unequivocally, he's the, he's the top receiver. He's the number one go-to guy on the Seattle Seahawks. When we look at Devontae Smith, you still have DJ Chark. You still have Marvin Jones, right? We'll see with LaVisca Chenault. We'll see with Conley as well. I'm sorry, not Conley. Uh, 
Colin Johnson. We'll see with him as well. With Devontae Smith, once again, he can be the gadget guy. He can be, um, you know, the throw him in here, throw him in there. But you're not asking Devontae Smith, in my opinion, to play out of himself year one. Now, maybe eventually he picks up and he becomes the guy that we hope he's going to be if he's on Jacksonville, and he becomes the go-to receiver. He becomes the Tyree Kill, if you will. But to me, that's what sets apart from just an okay receiver or maybe a bust potential receiver to maybe be a great receiver when you don't ask him too much right away. I think it would be feasible if Devontae Smith comes to Jacksonville. Hey, Devontae, we understand you're undersized. That's okay. We're going to set you up to succeed. All we need out of you, realistically, let's get at least 750 yards receiving. All right? Let's get maybe four or five touchdowns. You can do that. right? Let's get you in these gadgets a little bit. Maybe a couple jet sweeps. Whatever the case may be. But we're not going to have you play out outside yourself because we have the guys around you that can make you great. That's what I'd be focusing on right now if I'm drafting a receiver at the 25 spot or if I move up uh, and try to trade for one. Yeah, and, and by the way, Austin, I, I think your, what you just said there is what every team would love to be able to do anyway, regardless of position or pick. I mean, you'd love to be in a situation where you don't need that first-round guy to do too much. Let him get acclimated to the NFL. You know, Josh Allen's a great example of his rookie year. Had a very nice season, but they didn't necessarily say, Josh, can you come in here and get 15 sacks, please? They still had good players on that side of the ball and to kind of help him along. And what happened? Well, Josh had a very nice rookie season and now has grown into where he can be the guy or you hope he can be the guy. So I think that part is um, not everybody can do that. And I'm not even sure Trevor Lawrence fits that. Do the Jags need Trevor Lawrence, Austin, to right away be very good? Or can they bring him along at a slower rate? Uh, You know, with Trevor Lawrence, I think the expectations are put out for him already. I think that if he doesn't win, and keep in mind, this is a lot of pressure, and I understand that, but the way this city has hyped it up, the way we in the media have hyped it up, I think if Trevor Lawrence doesn't win Rookie of the Year, it'll be a disappointment. Um, I think if if Trevor Lawrence, you know, if they don't win, let's say, six games this season, or maybe I'll say six games would be the number. If they don't win six games, well, that could be a disappointment. So from Trevor's perspective, it's different because you're, you're the number one overall pick. And anytime you're drafted at least in the top 10, top 15, that means you're going to a team that didn't do that well the previous year. And they're bringing you in to succeed right away. They're bringing you in to get the reps. Like I get what you're saying with Josh Allen, but Josh Allen was brought in right away to make a difference. Obviously, his playing time, his amount of reps would say that. I think if you look at number 25 and the wide receiver position, yeah, you're going to bring a guy in to make a difference, but you don't need him to go out there and be a pro bowler year one. You just need him to go out there and gradually get better as the season progresses. Yeah, I agree with that, too. I mean, and what you said about Devontae Smith is, yeah, you want him to make an impact. Like Urban Meyer said yesterday, we want the first four or five guys to be impact players. Like I think of a Brandon Ayuk kind of player for San Francisco. He was an impact player. He wasn't an all-pro player. You know, you, there's a there's a difference there, and both are okay. I mean, they'd love for him to be an all-pro in his rookie year, but that's not the expectation is my point. And I'm not sure, to your point, rookie of the year doesn't make you an all-pro either. It just makes you better than some of the other players out there um, and in a better situation. You know, Herbert obviously came in and ran away with that award, uh, and I think, did he make a Pro Bowl? He might have even made the Pro Bowl well, with the numbers he put up. But, but also keep in mind, though, he didn't run away with it because Joe Burrow was on his way to win it himself, and then he gets hurt. True. You know, because it was back and forth between uh, Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. And I think that 
I think it's realistic to expect the rookie of the year from Trevor Lawrence just because he's not coming to the worst situation right now, maybe like Joe Burrow had with no offensive line. The offensive line in Jacksonville, decent. Wide receivers, pretty good. Running game, there. Defense, we'll see. But there are a lot of things in Trevor Lawrence's favor right now that should make him a successful quarterback right off the get-go. Yeah, well, I think what you just said is very interesting. Can he duplicate what Burrow was on pace to do? And I think the expectation with a with what you just mentioned, a, maybe a better situation around him and also a better prospect, let's be honest. Now, Burrow had an unbelievable year, but Burrow isn't a better prospect than uh, Trevor Lawrence is. And so I think uh, those are reasonable, uh, lofty, but reasonable expectations uh, for Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to try this, okay, and uh, put you on the spot. I'm giving you three picks. you got to make three of them in the top 20. And I'm going to go off Kuiper and McShay's mock draft. Three that will be disappointments. I'm not going to go as far as saying busts. But everybody who's picked in the top 20, the expectation is they're like a five-time Pro Bowler. Give me three that will jump out as I list these. <sighs> okay. I know. Okay. I know you don't like to say anything bad about anybody, but I'm going to make you do it. Have you listened to Shock Your Mock? That's all I've been doing. <laughs> kidding me all right trevor lawrence don't say don't use one of them on trevor please yeah i got you i got you yeah yeah we're good all right zach wilson okay justin fields kyle pitts you know this is like the um what was that game show where like the whammer or something like that wasn't that was that what it was called the stopper or the no whammies press your luck is that what it was? Yeah. Is that so, that's you're talking about big money no whammies? Yeah, I think so. Okay. And so I like going along. And oh, wait, you gotta... so do, do you want me to announce when there's going to be a bust? Yeah, kind of as I'm going along. Okay, I want got you it. to use the whammer button. Okay, well, okay. No gotcha, whammies. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, you want me to start over? Trevor, no, yeah. Zach, yep. Justin Fields, Kyle Pitts, Penny Sewell, Jamar Chase, Mac Jones. Uh, stop. I knew you were going to do that. Well, yeah. I think he would be a popular pick here, to be honest. For sure. Um, I think he's going to be very good because I think it's going to be a good quarterback class, and I wouldn't have picked any of the quarterbacks like this. But I think uh, it depends where he goes to. I yeah, think this, that if it, this has him in New England, by the way. Well, then in New England, you think he's going to succeed for sure. But I think it could be maybe the, the Sam Darnold effect a little bit, where he goes to a team that's in desperate need of a quarterback, but yeah. doesn't have the offense to help motivate him and bring him, you know, to a new echelon. Yeah, I hear you. Because it's a bad situation, right? Correct. Uh, Rayshon Slater, offensive tackle, Northwestern. Um, I'm a believer. You can come back to it if you need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Trey Lance, Denver. Patrick Sertan. Devontae Smith. I think for for the just because you know I have to say somebody because we're in the top ten and not everyone's going to make it here and it was going to be a great draft pick. I'm going to say Patrick Sertan. Of course you are. He's my Trevon Diggs this year. Exactly. Uh, Jalen Waddle, Christian Darrisaw, offensive tackle, Virginia Tech. Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive tackle, guard, USC. Micah Parsons, J.C. Horn, corner out of South so, Carolina. All right. So real quick, Micah Parsons. Beast in terms of all – he's got all the intangibles, okay? And, like, when I say bust, I say bust, like, I think people are expecting him to come in right away and be, like, maybe a 10-sack guy. I can't see that um, just because I think he has to work on his instincts a little more and has to refine his skills. So I'm going to say Michael Parsons. Could be a disappointment. Okay, Trevon Merrig, uh, by the way, in this mock, has been taken by the Raiders at 17. Okay. Uh, 
Uh, Jeremiah Wusu Karamoa, the Notre Dame linebacker. Yep. Uh, Jamin Davis, the linebacker, Kentucky, was just man, he's, he's exploded up the. Okay, board. yeah, bust, absolutely bust potential. Really? Yes. Just because he's come out of nowhere, right? Well, he's, he's yeah, he's um he's unproven. He hasn't had a lot of you know. I mean, he's last year was kind of the breakout year for him, and obviously his numbers are big, but um and still like he's got that raw talent. So someone's gonna have to cultivate that and refine his skill set so he could be a bust if he doesn't go to the right team. All right, the last one here was 20, Caleb Farley, uh, the Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech corner. Yeah, so okay. that's it. Those are the top 20, at least in this experiment. I'll give you a couple more real quick before we go to break. Elijah Moore. I'll, but, I'll give you a ch- yeah. chance to, if you want to say he'll be a disappointment, you can. Najee Harris, Kadarius Tony. Uh, I think Tony could be a, once again. It comes down to the offense that he plays in. I don't think you get. You have to consider him as like a uh, like the regular wide receiver type. I think if you go to the right offense that's creative, he's going to flourish. I think if you just line him up and tell him, hey, you're either two or you're the one, um, it could be a bust potential. Yeah. So, well, you so basically Mac Jones was on your list. Micah Parsons was on your list. Uh, uh, who else was on your list? Uh, number 10, Patrick Sertan. Yes. Potentially a guy like Tony uh, as well. So it's interesting. I mean, listen. The reality is there are going to be some disappointing draft picks. Yeah. Like, you just don't want to say anything bad about these guys, and you're not wishing it on them. But you've got to believe, Austin, inside mock draft rooms, in buildings around the league, they're doing the same thing. They're like, this guy, uh, he might, he's got bust potential, right? Yep. I mean, listen, the guy that might have the biggest boomer bust potential in this entire draft, you could have stopped at number two. That's Zach Wilson. He True. might have the biggest boomer bust potential. He might be Brett Favre. Well, and, and keep and in he mind, might not. keep in mind too with Kadarius Tony, he had his first 100-yard receiving game week 12 into his senior year. Wow, how about that? Yeah, he really came on strong last year. He did really. He was a disappointment to it, kind of before that uh, for the Gators. All right, Dana White on deck here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We're down at St. Augustine. Live at the Moe's here in St. Augustine. Come by. Say hello. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 rolls on. Now, the first alert forecast on ESPN 690. Cool but sunny today. Highs in the upper 60s to around 70. Join me beginning at 5 p.m. for CBS 47 and Fox 30. Action News Jacks from the First Alert Weather Center. I'm GBD Arbitrist Mike Burrish. The Weather Center is brought to you by Beards Diamonds. Don't miss the buy one, get one free on wedding bands through this Sunday. CGC Water has been telling you, if you're not filtering your water, you are the filter. Still not a believer? Well, you can believe me. My family has been a happy CGC Water customer for four years now. Customer service is tremendous. We got our water tested. We were told about our options and financing in detail. No pressure, just information. Installation was quick, and the CGC team was there every step of the way. And we absolutely love it because it works. Heck, I even think my coffee tastes better because of it. And I love my coffee. A Connecticut system from CGC Water removes up to 99% of contaminants. That's clean. Schedule your free water test today and ask how you can save up to $500. CGC is still taking extra precautions with in-home visits and continuing to follow CDC guidelines. Financing available with approved credit. Call 904-552-1242 for details or visit cgcwater.com. Serving Northeast Florida and Southeast Georgia. CGC Water Treatment, your local independent Connecticut dealer. Hi. 
Hi, I'm here reporting from one of the vaccine locations, and we're asking people today why they decided to get vaccinated. Ma'am, why are you getting the vaccine? I'm getting the vaccine so that I can travel and be safe. The COVID vaccine is a safe and proven way to get our lives back to normal. This is why the Florida Division of Emergency Management partnered with local community leaders to create Vax904.com. Visit Vax904.com or call 357-0892 to get more information. Smoked for hours, served in minutes. Now that sounds like good barbecue, and it is at Willie Jewels in St. Augustine at Mirabella Crossing. Open seven days a week. It's old school barbecue. Trivia night on Monday. Kids eat free on Wednesdays. Check out the Willie Jewels app and catering for all of your events. Visit WillieJewels.com and visit Willie Jewels at Mirabella Crossing in St. Augustine. Old school barbecue, smoked for hours, served in minutes at Willie Jewels. Watch Tamika Hughes and John Bachman on Action News Jacks at 5, 6, and 11. We make it a point to cover important local news you need to know about. Perspective is important. It's not just what happened. It's the reason why it happened and how that impacts you. Plus, it's where you'll find the chief, chief meteorologist Mike Burrish. Weather is always changing, and my forecast will help you plan your day and week ahead. Watch, and you'll see why CBS 47 and Fox 30 is local coverage you can count on. Smoothie King is blending goodness to fuel your greatness. They make sure every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses whole fruits and only organic veggies. You'll never find any sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives in the smoothies. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of the blends. Skip the line and place your order online now at SmoothieKing.com for contactless pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. There is a taste of the islands in every drop of Vita de Luis tequila, imported directly from Tequila, Mexico to Jacksonville Beach. Vita de Luis is the only locally owned tequila in Jack's Beach. Support local and try Vita de Luis. Award-winning, smooth, all natural, no aldehydes or additives, which means wake up feeling good the next morning. Find out where you can pick up a bottle of Vita de Luis, Blanco, Reposado, or Añejo. Just visit VitaDeLuis.com. Support local and taste the islands in every drop. I'm Rochelle Stoddard, president of Berman Brothers and Ruben Ironworks. The skills and relationships I've built through the Jacksonville Women's Business Center were essential as we succeeded in keeping all 70 of our employees on the payroll during the COVID-19 pandemic. Through the Athena PowerLink Mentoring Program, we had experienced professionals helping us navigate 2020. Jack's Chamber and the Women's Business Center are in our corner, making us stronger in these difficult times. For more information, please visit jackschamberfoundation.org. Stick to your 2021 New Year's resolutions. Commit to Fitness with Body Armor Sports Drink. Buy $20 worth of Body Armor products and get $10 in fitness cash to one of your favorite brands by uploading your receipt on BACommitToFit.com. Body Armor, available at your local Winn-Dixie. Come celebrate Tire Outlet's Yuli Grand Opening April 22nd through the 24th. Enter to win a 4x4 ATV or a tire and wheel package. Stop by our Yuli location during our Grand Opening event to fill out an entry. Tire Outlet. Wholesale prices. Premium service. Oh, boy, you have that look on your face. That grumbling Greg face. Boss asking you to do work. No, I don't think it's unreasonable to ask somebody to work at work. That's why we switched to Peak Push to Talk. Yeah, Push to Talk is back. Connect instantly to anybody anywhere in the country. Boop. Get used to the boop. And working at work, too, is kind of the thing we do. Boop Nationwide. Learn more at booptotalk.com. 
Uh, why can't I ever find my people? You can now when you boop. Did you say boop? And you'll beat your crew nationwide with Peak Push to Talk. Booping is back. And better than ever from Peak Push to Talk. A boop and you're instantly talking to your crew. No more texting. No more it was on silent. No more never returned calls. Nope. Just boop. Boop. Find your people with a boop at booptotalk.com. Boop. Listen to ESPN 690 anytime, anywhere, on any device. Whether you're at home or on the go, get the latest on the Jags, FSU, the Jumbo Shrimp, and Action Sports Jacks on odyssey.com. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y.com or on ESPN690.com. Brent Martineau. But we could really take this show off the rails if we wanted to go all, like, half politics, half sports. Austin Lane. I mean, have you been on Twitter lately? Do you you want $100,000, extra $100,000? Do you want a scholarship? Let's go. Politics. (laughs) We'll get back here. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Breaking jaws, bones, cheekbones. Last time I broke his nose with six-day notice. Um, I'm going to play doctor on his face. I'm just going to slice and dice Whatever I catch, I'm going to take home with me. I, uh, I see a very violent ending no matter what. I just want to get in there and compete. Austin, who was it? That was Hoy Masvidal. Thank you. You're welcome. I got figured you. I, figured I'd give you a freebie. <laughs> I bet that's how it goes, isn't it? <laughs> I bet that's how it goes, yes. Uh, hey, your thoughts on this real quick. We're going to have Dana White on, hopefully uh, momentarily uh, have him on for a few minutes, leading up to UFC 261. Listen, the background here is easy. Jacksonville helped bring sports back to the world. Like, live sporting event in Jacksonville with UFC last year. Here we are a year later. Well, now we get full capacity. And while it's not the first full capacity event, because the Texas Rangers have had one, there's been a few others, this is a big deal, and it's right here in Jacksonville with a major card. How big of a deal is it uh, in the UFC world? Yeah, obviously, it's a big deal for our city, number one, for, first and foremost. That's probably the most important part. But if you saw how quickly tickets sold out for this thing, and if you've seen tickets so far in terms of StubHub or wherever, you, you know, like your secondary market, uh, and you see how expensive they are still, you know how big of an event this is. And... Yeah, obviously the card is stacked. It's featuring three championship fights, which is, you know, that's kind of a rarity. But what really sells this thing is the fact it's back with the full crowd again. You know, so you're going to watch the fights, but I think a lot of people are going to go to this thing, you know, that are maybe not from Jacksonville just because they can say, I was there. I was there when the UFC opened the gates back up, and and, and I was there for the first essentially live show in the United States. Listen, there's been some really good UFC cards uh, over the years. I mean, in the last year, how good is this one? Top to bottom, uh, barn burner. Okay? Um, It's got a little bit of everything. Um, And I'm going to break this down later. But it's got the animosity between Jorge Masvidal and Kamar Usman. And that always makes for a good um, main event fight when two guys don't like each other. They don't like each other. Um, It's going to showcase. And keep in mind. Men's or women's, doesn't really matter. It's going to showcase, in my opinion, four of the best mixed martial artists in general. And obviously when we say mixed martial artists, we talk about jujitsu, we talk about boxing, kickboxing, wrestling, the grappling, all that stuff. When we talk about Valentina Shevchenko and then you talk about Rose Namajunas, who's going to be taking on Wei Jing, 
Um, and then you even got a girl by the name of Jessica Andrade, who seemed to find a new weight class now. It's kind of like the kind of like the female version of Mike Tyson, if you will. But what all these girls have in common, these four girls, is they're fantastic everywhere. They're they're great with submissions. They're great with striking, and it's just it, it's the highest of the highest level um, in terms of mixed martial arts. Yeah, and I think uh, it's got a little bit of every uh, something for everyone yeah. on the card. And I guess with all the different styles and all probably the different tastes for UFC and favorites and happens in all sports, right? There's a little bit of something for everyone uh, right here in Jacksonville uh, coming up Saturday night, sold out. It really has been interesting to watch. We have had a lot of people in our building say, hey, got any tickets? How can we get tickets? Hey, Austin, you've been in the cage before. How much of a discount do you get for actually having weapons as hands? Yeah, nothing nothing like complete strangers reaching out to me and saying, hey, can we get the hookup? And it's like, just because, you know, I, I do MMA on a, you know, pretty much a regional scene right now, doesn't mean I have the hookup where I just have this endless supply of UFC tickets. Um, it's obviously, it's a very tough ticket to get, rightfully so, because it is the first live event of mixed martial arts back in the States. So, yeah, needless to say, I think a lot of people want to go, but unfortunately probably won't be able to. But it'll be interesting to see if Jacksonville becomes a hub now um, for MMA, right? Like, when when the UFC was was rocking and, you know, soldiers selling out, like Orlando was kind of the hub, right? Um, there's, there's, just, there's hubs all around the country. I wonder going forward now if the UFC in Jacksonville starts to become like a re- regular thing here for the city. Well, that's a great I was going to ask you that uh, because it seems now there's a relationship, right? Yeah. And how long – I just don't get the sense that this is a – one-off thing and last year was a one thing and this is a thank you for that i do i get the sense that there's a little bit of that in it uh but i i would also imagine this could be the start of a long relationship uh here in the state of florida but especially here in jacksonville uh between dana white ufc and and the river city i I, when we had him on last year i mean he spoke glowingly about everybody involved Mm -hmm. uh i assume that's the reason he's coming back as well uh and uh That can only help. I mean, you know it because you train guys in it, too. Uh, Do you get the feel at all that UFC, MMA here in northeast Florida, here in the state of Florida, here in Jacksonville, uh, has grown exponentially? Or is it just the way it's kind of keeping pace with everywhere else around the country and even around the world? So this is an interesting tidbit of why I think Jacksonville could be a hub going forward. Um, you know, w- when you talk about mixed martial arts in general in Jacksonville, um, it's definitely behind, like, you know, like Miami, um, you know, Fort Lauderdale, things like that. Like, there, there's, you know, some of the best gyms in the world are in southern Florida. Now, I think Jacksonville is starting to rise a little bit. I don't think there's ever really been a, a UFC fighter from Jacksonville, if I'm not mistaken. But what makes it intriguing, per se, and, and why it could be a hub is because there are so many fighters in south Florida. Uh, you know, or like in the Orlando area, there, there's a lot of gyms there and having to pose, you know, especially because let's keep in mind, like we're, we're not out of the woods quite yet with this pandemic and everything. I think it, it makes it a lot easier guys traveling from South Florida to go to Jacksonville than to fly all the way to Las Vegas. Right. And then we can come down from the East Coast too, when you have guys in New York uh, or you have guys in South Carolina, North Carolina, those guys, it makes it a pretty easy trip to come to Jacksonville as well. So, you know, if we're talking about the East Coast and one of the most ideal spots to have fights, I think it 
would be Jacksonville. Not to say, you know, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, like those are, and Dallas or Houston, those are still be the hubs as well because, you know, they've always been uh, famous fight cities. But I think Jacksonville in itself can offer something uh, down the line. All right, here's what I want to do, Casey. Let's see if we can get you on the fly. We're uh, How about a two- or three-minute break just so we get, uh, don't get stuck uh, when Dana White gives us a buzz scheduled to call in any moment. But, Casey, let's take a couple-minute timeout if you're ready for that. We come back. Hopefully, Dana White joins us. Big event coming up on Saturday right here in Jacksonville, UFC 261. ESPN 690, Sports Interrupted. Happy Thursday. I'm Jake Mitchell. The NFL Rules Committee approved a few new rules, including a one-year experiment to make recovering onside kicks more plausible, where the kicking team would only be allowed nine players within 25 yards of the ball. Other changes included are the relaxing of numbers that only certain positions could wear and the eliminating of overtime in the preseason amongst other rule changes. Last night in the NBA, the 76ers, Joel Embiid, almost sent the game against the Suns and overtime with a full-court shot that rimmed out at the last second. Finalizing the score of Phoenix 116 and Philly 113. Here's Embiid after the game. I mean, when I threw it, uh, it looked good. I mean, uh, he almost there. Uh, you know, I saw the screenshot, and it looked like he went in and out, and uh, that's just unfortunate. This Sports Center update is brought to you by Morgan & Morgan. Morgan & Morgan, for the people. Mike Greenberg. Green. The biggest difference between the athletes of today and the athlete of Shaquille O'Neal's generation is Twitter. And with Twitter in particular, social media in general, but with Twitter in particular, the generation of athletes who grew up in that consider it to be important enough that they do not ignore it. They hear it. They live it. They respond to it. They internalize it. It matters to them. Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Weekday mornings at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And watch exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. It's been six months since my wife leased her new Cadillac from Fields Auto Group, and she absolutely loves it. It's our first experience with Fields, and it's been terrific. They say you can step up to luxury for less, and we did. Not just a luxury Cadillac XT6, the car is beautiful, but the customer service is extra special, too. It was like that at Fields Cadillac Jacksonville, and it will be like that at any of the Fields locations in Jacksonville. Cadillac, of course, Jaguar, Land Rover, Lexus, Mercedes-Benz, and Porsche as well. Yes, it's luxury for less at all Fields Auto Group locations in Jacksonville. Plus, you'll also be part of their exclusive Fields Amenities Program, where you will get complimentary loaners, car washes, and cafes. We are now part of that Fields Amenities Program, and my wife tried the loaner program. It was easy and a nice added benefit. So whatever you're driving, see Fields and step up to luxury for less. Check out their locations all around Jacksonville, just like we did. You can go visit FieldsAuto.com. Smoked for hours, served in minutes. Now that sounds like good barbecue, and it is at Willie Jewels in St. Augustine at Mirabella Crossing. Open seven days a week. It's old school barbecue. Trivia night on Monday. Kids eat free on Wednesdays. Check out the Willie Jewels app and catering for all of your events. Visit WillieJewels.com and visit Willie Jewels at Mirabella Crossing in St. Augustine. Old school barbecue. Smoked for hours, served in minutes at Willie Jewels. Hi, I'm here reporting from one of the vaccine locations, and we're asking people today why they decided to get vaccinated. Sir, why are you getting the vaccine? Why am I getting the vaccine? 
because I want to go to a concert with my friends in a full arena. The COVID vaccine is a safe and proven way to get our lives back to normal. This is why the Florida Division of Emergency Management partnered with local community leaders to create Vax904.com. Visit Vax904.com or call 357-0892 to get more information. Oh boy, you have that look on your face. (laughs) That grumbling Greg face. Boss asking you to do work. (laughs) Oh, I don't think it's unreasonable to ask somebody to work at work. (laughs) That's why we switched to Peak Push to Talk. (laughs) Yeah, Push to Talk is back. Connect instantly to anybody anywhere in the country. Boop. (laughs) Get used to the boop. And working at work, too. It's kind of a thing we do. Boop Nationwide. Learn more at booptotalk.com. Ah, why can't I ever find my people? You can now when you boop. Did you say boop? And you'll beep your crew nationwide with Peak Push to Talk. Booping is back. And better than ever from Peak Push to Talk. A boop and you're instantly talking to your crew. No more texting. No more it was on silent. No more never returned calls. Nope, just boop. Boop. Find your people with a boop at booptotalk.com. Boop. It is the home of the Action Sports Jacks Dream 18, and make it your home course as well. The Golf Club at Southampton in North St. Johns County, located off County Road 210. It's family-owned and operated. Southampton is a fun, fun course to play. And the Golf Club at Southampton offers club membership programs starting at just $79. With its elite practice facilities and player-friendly golf course design, it'll be your gateway to a great time with the family or with your buddies. For information on the membership programs, call the Golf Club at Southampton, 904-287-PLAY. Again, it's 904-287-PLAY. It's Good Morning at Moe's in St. Augustine only at 312 and US1. It's the only Moe's in the country serving breakfast burritos. Full breakfast menu only at the St. Augustine location. Made to order food in the drive-thru. Hot, fresh breakfast on the go. Make it a better morning with Moe's Southwest Grill. Start your days with a home record breakfast burrito. St. Augustine location only. Serve daily at 6 a.m. Moe's is ready to serve you breakfast. Make it a better morning with Moe's. To all you do-it-yourselfers, get ready to welcome Fram into the fam. Because America's number one oil filter brand now has their own new line of motor oil and fluids. And it's only at Advance and CarQuest Auto Parts. Stop into Advance and choose from four new Fram oil change bundles starting at just $20.99. They have the oil and filters you need to keep your engine running stronger, longer. Advance your auto at Advance Auto Parts and participating CarQuest locations. See store for details. Everybody, this is Brent Morneau from Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Hope you catch the show Monday through Friday from 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. But if you can't catch it, or if you want to go back and listen again, check out the Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 podcast. Just search ESPN 690 in your podcast app. Well, I think the jury got it right, and uh, that horrific video is going to forever be in all of our minds. Um, Look forward to working with our team and the Jacksonville community and trying to make a positive impact. That was Urban Meyer yesterday, his reaction to the Derek Chauvin verdict earlier this week. And George Floyd death. Austin, this is something every coach leader uh, has addressed, will need to address sports in general. Um, Players are so in tune with what's going on, trying to help make change across the board, across the the organizations. We did talk about this when he was initially hired, but not in great length. 
How much of a challenge is this part for a guy like Urban Meyer, uh, where I still think he would have had to address this and uh, be a good listener in a collegiate locker room, but I do get the sense it might be different in a professional locker room. How much of his task going forward is the continuation and work being done for Black Lives Matter? Yeah, I mean, it's it's everything. It's everything to every coach right now around the NFL. I think that when you come from college where you're dealing predominantly more with kids turning into adults, and then you get to the NFL where it's grown men, um, grown men with, with strong opinions and um, – you know, different personality types like that, that that you just can't give a pep talk to, right? That you just can't kind of rule with an iron fist because, once again, grown men. So there is a difference there. You know, I mean, there's still the same fundamental, um, you know, opinions and all of that stuff, but it is different, and you have to tailor that accordingly. You know, you have to realize, especially now with social media and, and the power that players have in the NFL, that – Everything you say, everything that you lead for, everything that you stand for can make a difference in that locker room. And it, it can rub some guys the wrong way. We, we've seen um, this happen not really from coaches per se. That comes to my mind. But obviously players such as Drew Brees, who spoke out against, you know, um, in, in the beginning, uh, players taking a knee for the flag. And then you, you heard the, the outrage from that locker room. Uh, I believe it was Malcolm, Jensen, M- Malcolm Jenkins went on his tirade a little bit on social media. It's one of those things where you have to be passionate about for sure, but you also have to channel that passion and channel that energy and have your the best intention of the, the, the go, those guys in that locker room because Urban Meyer is a passionate guy, right? And I think he's, he's a fiery guy, and he has to make sure that he has the ear of that entire locker room and he's on the same page of that entire locker room because passion can be great when you're trying to motivate your players, when you're trying to lead a change, or you're trying to lead a charge. But if that passion is misplaced, it can backfire in your face like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, and I think uh, Doug Marone did a very good job. Is that worth? Uh, is that a good characterization last I th- year? I think the entire Jaguars organization did a fantastic job. They, they were at the forefront. Um, they were really the, the pioneers of, you know, they're the first NFL team to literally lead a, a peaceful protest in downtown Jacksonville. So whether that was spearheaded by Doug Marone, Shad Khan, whoever the case may be, uh, I thought it was a, a great job by the entire organization. And obviously the eloquence of Chris Conley was highlighted on, on the steps of JSO. Uh, where are we uh, almost a year later in, in these discussions, Austin, in your opinion? Uh, it's not a, a daily headline. Uh, the sports world reacting. It's still a constant headline and a constant uh, conversation, which I believe is good, the, the conversation of it. I don't think that's um, died down at all, but it's not as like, whoa, on every news channel or uh, you know CNNs and, and everywhere else. Um, do you feel like the sports figures, everybody that protested, everybody that said powerful things a year ago, uh, has has let it go by the wayside, has continued to fight the fight. Uh, where is it uh, in the Black Lives Matter movement and the messaging from athletes especially uh, and professional teams? Look, I think the, the message is still there. Now, just because we don't see it in the media every single day, 
just because, I mean, and listen, I don't have to go on a giant rant about how the national media works, but obviously it's topical and it's what's going to get the most viewership um, and sometimes not the most important things. I think these conversations are happening every single day in locker rooms still, whether it's MLB, uh, NBA, NHL, NFL. Like these conversations are still taking place every single day. They, they need to. If if they weren't, which I don't, I think they are. But if they weren't, I would be highly disappointed. So I think players are are, are still trying to lead that change because this this is not a sprint. You know, this is a marathon. And you know, one cop being put away for something that he should have done, like that that's not gonna change everything. You know, no, that's a step in the right direction, but that's not gonna change everything. And I think as we as the modern era athlete, once again, regardless of the sport, keeps realizing that their voice is, is so powerful and they can make the change, I think you're going to see more people speaking out. I, I don't think we've even scratched the surface yet of, of what athletes are capable of, and I understand there's going to be a group of people um, that don't like that, that that'll probably turn the TV off, and then it is what it is, but I don't think these conversations are going anywhere because it's too important of a conversation to have within these locker rooms um, and with, with on the field. Well, and, and in that regard, we have two situations since the Chauvin verdict that got everybody going. And they're two separate incidents, I believe. One is, uh, not even incidents, two, two separate things. One is the Las Vegas Raiders and Mark Davis uh, taking accountability for it, saying that it was his idea to tweet, I can breathe. And by the way, uh, George Floyd's younger brother has supported that statement. Well, that's that's what he said. Yes. Yeah. He said that. And so he was quoted saying that. That was an interesting 24 hours or so, right? I mean, you got the sense that here we go. Everybody's like, "What are you doing, Raiders?" And then the younger brother of George Floyd supports Mark Davis and the Raiders. Raiders takes uh, Mark Davis takes accountability for it. Does not delete the tweet, although so many people in, in those first hours had asked. Absolutely. It, it's it's an interesting. And then you take the the, like the LeBron James situation where he tweets and deletes a tweet. It's it's almost like every you, you do have to pause sometimes before reacting. And, and but it does showcase some of the emotions involved as well, Austin. Uh, do you think the Raider? I mean, Mark Davis, the Raiders, were they okay with what they did? LeBron James, the delete of the tweet. How do you feel about that? So it shows you a couple of things. Yes, it shows you that you need to pause sometimes and think on social media. Without a doubt. But it also shows what the landscape of social media is. And essentially what it is, it's like you're back in high school again. And everyone's got their clicks. Um, no one's got an open mind. And everyone's staying within their click, let's just say. The case of the Las Vegas Raiders tweeting, you know, I can breathe. I understand that the brother said that. George Floyd's brother did say that. Okay, great. But that wasn't clarified from the Raiders. Now, is it our job as people on Twitter or people on Instagram to do our research and say like, where that quote came from? I don't have the answer for you there. But I think that sometimes we fall into a trap. And this isn't, this isn't really me speaking. This is I'm talking like the, the, the huge influencers like the Las Vegas Raiders. I think we fall into a trap sometimes when we take instances in history that are monumental and we try to make them our own it would have been one thing if mark davis and the raiders would have retweeted that quote that george floyd's brother said Mm -hmm. right like maybe retweet that quote and say we stand with you you know or you know whatever like it's you know a step in the right direction 
that would have made a lot more difference, I think, than having your social media department say, okay, let's put our Raiders colors on this. Let's make this the Las Vegas thing. And let's say I can breathe and then don't really have any kind of, you know, explanation of why you said it. That was that was the Raiders, in my opinion, trying to put their mark on history and trying to get people talking about it. That's not what this is about. The, like I understand, and you know what, I'm probably guilty of this too sometimes. I understand that all of us, we have a selfish nature to us, okay? I, I'm not naive to that. If you're on social media, there is some kind of selfish nature to you. But in this circumstance, with what transpired, you have to see the bigger picture. It's not about the Oakland Raiders setting a precedent, okay? It's about celebrating something that, we're, I'm surprised even we had to celebrate because to me it was obvious, number one. But it's about you know moving on and moving in the right direction. From LeBron James' side, I've been in those shoes. Okay, I haven't been in those shoes lately from LeBron James' side. It's an emotional time. I get it. And like I said, there's still a lot more that, that, that needs to be done, that needs to be accomplished. Um, I think there's still a lot of people that need to be held accountable out there. And... Regardless if you're a grown man or if you're somebody in high school, if you're a college athlete, like sometimes we let our emotions get the best of us. Now, did LeBron James have the best intentions in mind? Absolutely, without a doubt. And he's using his platform, I wholeheartedly believe, to make you know the, the landscape better. And I support that in LeBron James. But once again, sometimes we got to take the, the look at the bigger picture and what we can do on the bigger picture and say, okay, it can't be about this one thing. It can't be about me. It can't be about you. It has to be about the greater good. And I think if we had that conversation with ourselves, it's something as serious as, as you know, racial injustice, I think it would be a lot better um, place on Twitter and social media. But once again, that's all just me being sunshine and rainbow because let's be honest, we know how social media operates. It's the Wild West out there. Yeah, and I think a little bit of it is it's, it's kind of this odd way of studying, yeah, social media, marketing, reactionary things. I mean, these are the kind of things that, quite honestly, do get studied like 10, 20, 30 years down the road. I mean, uh, it, was that the right way to react like you just brought up with the Raiders? Could, could they have quote tweeted George Floyd's brother and what he said to make it more, uh, put it in context, you know, uh, better? Uh, but when it, it started to be the cancel culture until you heard from George Floyd's younger brother, you know, and yeah. then now it's like, substantiated. Okay, we get where they were coming from. There were no ill intentions by the Raiders. I think everybody knows that. But we also want to go, especially on social media sometimes, jump to, oh my gosh, I can't believe that they did this. I think, uh, no, for, for sure. For sure. I think the biggest question that these organizations like the Raiders and LeBron James has to ask is this going to benefit me more? Is it going to benefit the greater good more? Yeah, yeah. Make I think, me feel better or the greater good. I think, yeah. I, think, I think if the Raiders looked at themselves in the mirror, and whether it was Davis, whoever was in charge of putting that out, I think it was Davis, if you have that honest conversation with yourself, you would answer that wholeheartedly and say, this makes me, th- this is better for me than it is for the greater good. Yeah. I think with LeBron James, you can make an argument and say it was intended for the greater good, but once again, it can kind of come back to him a little bit. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Uh, we are live at Moe's in St. Augustine. Brett Martin of Austin Lane. Shock your mock coming up. By the way, Dana White's going to join us now at 4.30. they got a press conference going on, so Dana White's still on the show here on ESPN 690. Coming up, but first, shock your mock when we come back at 4. Ever finally get around to trying something and it's so much better than you expected? Where you're mentally kicking yourself for not doing it sooner? 
are wondering where it's been your whole life? That's how Griffin customers feel about their Florida-rated AC. They even tell me, We're never going back to regular AC. And it's the same for our Florida-rated water heaters, too. It's so much better, our customers wonder why no one told them about it before. Well, we fix what others can't. Tired of having to run a shower or faucet for three minutes before you actually get hot water? Uh, we can fix that. Nice. Tired of Jacksonville's swampy hard water hurting your appliances and hair? Uh-huh. We can fix it. Naturally. Tired of a tank water heater going bad every five to eight years or running out of hot water? Yep. Griffin can fix that big time. Oh, yeah. I never knew I could have hot water as soon as I turn on the tap. And my hair could be so much healthier. And my appliances can last longer. Well, you can but only if you call GriffinService.com. 1432-61-1250-697. Where else can you get lunch and brunch and booze and specials? Only one place at Colhane's Irish Pub at Atlantic Beach and on the south side. It's as Irish as you can get. Owned by four Irish sisters. Yeah, they've got fish and chips, of course, shepherd's pie. Go today for lunch or dinner. Eat in, order out. Colhane'sIrishPub.com for the full menu. And try the new Five Sisters Vodka at happy hour. Lunch and brunch and booze and specials and so much more. Two locations, Atlantic Beach and the south side. Colhane's Irish Pub, Irish Sass with five-star class. No matter what you are driving, you can step up to luxury now at any of the Fields Auto Group dealerships in Jacksonville. Cadillac, Jaguar, Land Rover, Lexus, Mercedes-Benz, and Porsche. Yes, it's luxury for less at all Fields Auto Group locations in Jacksonville. Plus, you'll also be part of their exclusive Fields Amenities Program, where you will get complimentary loaners, car washes, and cafes. So whatever you're driving, see Fields first and step up to luxury for less during this amazing opportunity. Visit FieldsAuto.com. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, April is Financial Literacy Month. Did you know the number one thing that wrecks your credit is missed payments? Whether it's a credit card, car loan, or even JEA, missing just one payment dings your credit score for years. If you're struggling, reach out to your creditors before you miss a payment, not after. Most will work with you. This is brought to you by One to One Financial, Jacksonville's hometown credit union. Get more great financial tips at 121FCU.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, I'm here reporting from one of the vaccine locations, and we're asking people today why they decided to get vaccinated. Ma'am, why are you getting the vaccine? Why am I getting the vaccine? So that I can go back to church. The COVID vaccine is a safe and proven way to get our lives back to normal. This is why the Florida Division of Emergency Management partnered with local community leaders to create Vax904.com. Visit Vax904.com or call 357-0892 to get more information. Smoothie King is blending goodness to fuel your greatness. They make sure every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses whole fruits and only organic veggies. You'll never find any sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives in the smoothies. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of the blends. Skip the line and place your order online now at SmoothieKing.com for contactless pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. 
If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. 